So, listener. I just met her. Nice. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Suzum Podcast. This is your host, Caleb. I'm joined by Colin, Hi. Ethan, and Sarah. Say hello, guys. Hi. Hey. I'm hello. All right. Now, bringing us our sponsor this week, uh, Colin, uh, what do you got? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I showed up late. Let's see. All right. Um, see, uh, going through my notes here. Uh, oh, late. What? Let's see. All right, today's... Hey, those are real note cards. Today's show is brought to you by... Um, God damn it. Coupons. You ever you ever go someplace and you don't have enough money for something? Try... Every day. Uh, a coupon. If you, if you subscribe to our show and give us a like, then we'll give you a coupon for a coupon. So you can use coupons with your coupons. <laughs> And this is literally the, a fucking coupon was written on this piece of paper. You put me on we'll the spot. We'll give you a coupon for its own self. Yeah. Yeah. One free coupon per coupon. Yeah. <laughs> per coupon. And this is the coupon. And so on and so forth <laughs> for eternity. This is the type of self-sustaining economy economists have been talking about for oh, decades. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of people yeah. just exchanging coupons for coupons. Yeah. This works you know, at Dave and Buster's. I don't know about anywhere else, but you can definitely <laughs> you can get everything you need Dave from Dave and Buster's. <laughs> so today's show brought so to you by it? Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah. Here's a coupon for a coupon to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Not valid at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Isn't it cute? Dave and Buster's is a great place to you know have some pizza and beer and you know play some ar- arcade games. They you know even got like a nice sex dungeon there if you want to like uh, abduct a, a homeless guy off the streets and do terrible terrible things to him. Boy and do I. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> at Dave and Buster's, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking great. Oh man, that's how we're that's how we're going to uh, monetize this podcast is when the people at Menards and uh, Merck and Dave and Buster start paying us off not to like okay we can't can't call this defamation because it's comedy but for God's sake please stop. People people pay us to keep them out of it. <laughs> If you don't give us money, we will have you as a sponsor. It's like hush money. <laughs> keep quiet. David Buster's. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> I mean, GlaxoSmithKline has bought me so many pairs of socks, guys. Like, you don't even know how many pairs of socks GlaxoSmithKline, who, by the way, for the record, is not pro Hitler. Yeah. They're lukewarm. They're lukewarm. They're lukewarm. <laughs> They're lukewarm Hitler. <laughs> Good start. Oh, well, welcome back, Slazoom crew. Did you guys do a podcast without me in in the past year? Uh, no, past? no. Uh, probably not. Okay. We've we've basically been on break for months. For yeah. Years. We, we like occasionally try to do a pod and then like. Uh, I look back at it afterwards, and I'm like, I don't feel like editing that one. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes it that much sweeter for our listener when we finally yeah. let one. Out, you know, it's like yeah. now what uh, fucking um, Night Vale does. Like they release one episode every couple months, 
Like, oh, that's that's go. that show I thought I liked, but now it's it never happens. That's right. Actually, maybe we should. What's the saying? Like, <laughs> Actually, uh, maybe we should. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Exactly. And people have been um, salivating for Slazoom. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, we are here to drop a fat sloppy lotus Slazoom right on you. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember when we thought about changing the name of Slazoom and then never did it? Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that every day. We talk about what? Changing the name of Slazoom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I should buy Oh, yeah, do we? I guess we do. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trigger Warning would be a great name for a podcast if it wasn't already If it weren't already a name for a podcast. It has taken multiple times over, actually. Yeah. You know, really, we should. Uh, we probably should start with trigger warnings. But at this point, if you've ever been offended by anything ever, you probably just shouldn't listen. <laughs> we try to start off strong. That's know? true. I mean, we do wear our heart on our sleeves. Yeah. Hard um, on. So if you're still here, apply uh, directly listener, to boner. You're still here, listener. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um. <laughs> Don't stream it, Mary. Don't encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't subscribe. <laughs> uh, so, I, um, I vow to never take an edible before we do a podcast again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out well. Not yeah. unless the listener will never know because that one probably won't ever hit the airway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll throw that into a Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah mumbling incoherently while the rest of us try to hold a perfectly ordinary conversation. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I feel like weed, you just absorb, like, all of the glee in the room when you're high. Because, like... <laughs> no one can be happy for <laughs> Like some sort of dementor? Yeah! Yeah, some sort of dank dementor. Dank <laughs> dementor. Dank dementor. <laughs> Take mental, like, take you know, whenever they show up, there's always like fog and stuff coming around. You know, makes sense. Wow, wow, they, wow. <laughs> they were just like using people as bogs. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> Taking big old hits. Yeah, yeah take a hit hits. off of this, you know, Hap- this soul creature. Happiness. <laughs> well, because it's, it's like when you're high, if there is a sober person and a high person in the room. The high person's like, wow, everything is so interesting. The world is so beautiful. This is the greatest thing. But to the sober person, it's just the high person sitting there smiling for no reason. So yeah. it, it's a bit of a, a bit of a paradox there. Mm. Yeah. So it turns out I didn't get frostbite on my penis. I think it was maybe only like frost nip. At oh. The worst. Interesting. Is there, is there? Yeah, is there context to this? <laughs> I so I've been running again, and it's been continuing to wreak havoc on my genitals. Uh, so it's been rather cold lately. Your running um, is wreaking havoc on everyone's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been very cold lately. Um, but I've been like I'm trying to train for this half marathon. So like, okay, I gotta run. You know, I, I gotta do at least something every week. And so one week it was like just terrible. The whole week and. One day there was like a high of 18. I think the wind chill was like 10 degrees lower than that or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, I've got my running tights. 
and my running top and my gloves. I'm good. I'm going to go. Uh, so I went running, and um, oh, in terms of like extremities, sweat. like my face, there's hot air coming out of my nose. So my nose is warm. My ears are covered by my hair and my headphones, so they're kind of insulated. Uh, my fingers are in gloves. My toes are, uh, you know, in my shoes and my socks. But my junk, you know, when it's that cold and your dick is just like an inch long and just sticking straight out, like it's it's very dense at that point. Yeah. You know, Sarah, you know how that is. <laughs> it's small and also somehow fully erect. It's weird. Yeah. In this case, it might have just been frozen. Yeah. Jack uh, but you Frost, know, we get a lady boner. Yeah. Yeah, when you, when you, I mean, it's about the size of a clit at that point. So, uh, I can yeah, vouch like, can vary in a pretty large spectrum. You know, usually when you got your normal hang on there, and you're running, it's like, it's kind of cradled back against your tank, or along the sides of one of your legs for warmth as you're running, so it's good. But this it was just like sticking straight forward, pushing against the latex um, the whole time Latex? Well, not latex, spandex. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm running the whole time. Thinking, You're running in a BDSM <laughs> running club? God. I was actually I was running in a gimp suit. You, you know, I'll, I got drool going everywhere because the ball of gag was really hard. <laughs> you know how you it's run. You know how you breathe. train for marathons. You know. But I had to outrun the whip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mistress says run, Ethan runs. That's right. I mean, it's not so far removed from the people who are training for high altitude running. They'll run with, like, the, um, like, these masks on. That limit their oxygen intake. Yeah, exactly. I I gotta say, I had heard, I heard spandex. No, I heard latex, but what went through my mind was spandex. Sarah, if you didn't bring that up, we would have just let that go, I think. (laughs) All I could think of was him having, like, a rubber glove on his dick and nothing else. <laughs> or just, like, running in a condom. Yeah, just in case something happens on the way. You, know, you never know. Just because he, like, read a, or listened to a podcast where they were only talking about spandex, but his brain heard latex. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I, I got around, and lots lots of parts of me were, like, cold and, and hurt. But then I, like, took off my, uh, yeah, took took off all my layers of clothes. I'm like, wow, that is, like, really tender. It kind of burns. Like, uh, you know, when it, like, after you get, like, a burn, like, the immediate hotness is gone, but that, like, kind of tender stingingness is there. Mm. I had that, and there's, like, a big white spot just right on the tip there. Um and I'm like, oh boy, if that stays white, that's uh, that's like frostbite. But, you know, it was okay. So I took a nice warm shower, the, the color came back, and um, now it's in uh, tip-top shape again. So. Wow. Ready um, to get some more frostbite. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, are you taking precautions to prevent this from happening in the future? Oh, uh, like, I'm being a little more... Do you I'm not wear underwear more... under your running tights? I wear compression shorts because if I wear underwear, the if I wear regular like cotton underwear that are better insulating, the pube balls are even worse. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree with that. You gotta wear Trim compression your shorts when you run. Trim your pube balls, you monster. 
<laughs> or wow. wear sweatpants over your running tights. Yeah, that's probably what I should have done. <laughs> See, this is a situation that I can't empathize with. Like back when I used to care about my body and uh, ran quite a lot, like I just had like, even in the dead of winter, just like tidy whities and uh, uh, nylon shorts. And that's fine. Well, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's, because your sweat is very slippery, so hopefully that, like, just... You don't know why your, your sweat. sweat in particular, Caleb, is very slippery. Yeah, it is. Runs you don't my know family. my life. That is true. I speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll, we won't elaborate and just leave, let, let the listener guess. Yeah. I come from a long line of slippy slippery. sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Say that. Your great great grandfather was actually a hagfish. That's right. <laughs> Welcome back, listen. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we have uh, more pube balls, slippery Caleb sweat, and Ethan needs to wear clittens, mittens for his clit pick. <laughs> nice. Thank oh you. my god, I have. Be smitten. I have seen on like Clinton. Etsy, um, like dick sweaters, <laughs> Willy Warmers. That's what they call. Oh my, oh my god. god, that's the cutest name. <laughs> for, for something that's not cute at all. It's By the way, listener, it be, because it's relevant, we are recording this on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so if you're, you know, if you forget and it's a week later and you're listening to this podcast Clinton and you're mittens. looking for a little something special for your special someone, keep him warm where it counts. With, or her, if she's got, you know, something that it can fit around, you know. I'm not judging. <laughs> a willy warmer or some clit? For whomever, you know. It could probably even fit around a finger. What about you guys know? named Willy? Well... Probably can't fit it around his whole body, but he's welcome to try. Um, or he might just need to get a whole bunch of them and then, like, I don't know, cover his body piecemeal. I'm not sure. <laughs> or he needs to talk to a mad scientist and, like, have his brain shrunken down and put in his cock. Um, yes. That would be like a toque. A, a what? A toque? Uh Yes, yeah, uh, like sweat hat. Yeah, yeah. like Lord of the Ringsy. Pippin, hey, like a beanie. Hat. Oh, oh, oh. they it. meant the family. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. It's like, did they wear toques in Lord of the Rings? I was thinking, <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. Absolutely. Could you get like a fleece jock strap? <laughs> oh my god, you could shoot lightning out of your dick after you run with that. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> then please wear one. <laughs> my phone has been electrocuting me lately. Your phone? Yeah, when it's charging. I think I need to get a new charger because it's like. There must be something wrong with it because I pick it up and usually it's just kind of like a slight shock. But one time it was. It was slight shock? Like, like, like the display on my phone went dim and it like. My hand was numb for like 10 minutes. You should probably spend, like, $5 for a different charger. You suppose, shouldn't even yeah. be getting, like, lightly shocked. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, like, how the fuck does that happen? It can only charge up to, like, 5 volts. It's, it's what it's supposed to be, anyway. It's the current uh, nine that volt matters, you have to lick man. to get shocked with, usually. So, oh. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Only I think takes you're lying. My whole body's turning a tenth, into tongue. Tenth of an amp across the heart to kill you. 
Well, fine, but five volts is no way going to give you a tenth of an amp. Oh, God. It's damn. like electrodes, like, connected, injected into your heart, <laughs> you know. All right. This is, this is no time to bring up Ohm's Law. <laughs> All right. It's always time to bring up Ohm's Law. It haunts my dreams. Keeps me awake at night. Mostly because I sleep in an electric chair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So I was, uh, we were talking about my great-grandparents, and we uh, when I was back home over Christmas, um, somebody had put together a book uh, about the exploits of my great-grandfather, who um, immigrated into the, to the U.S. from Germany in, like, the late 1800s, I think. Late 1800s. And this guy, man... Yeah, thanks, Colin. You're welcome. Uh, you know, he just, I just think about, like, what I'm going to accomplish in my life, and I don't want to do all this stuff that he did. Like, it sounds like he was just busy, busy, busy the whole time. Like, he, he served in the, like, the, uh, the German, like, Prussian military in one of their wars against France. And, well, that couldn't uh, be hard at all, right? It's France. <laughs> they shot well, spitwads at him, and that was over. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he dodged Napoleon, so that was good at least. Um, yeah, so there was that, and then he he left and he came to I think basically directly to Nebraska. I don't think his family stopped for a long time anywhere else. And he was a carpenter, like Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. No, but I, anyway, I liked he, it. That uh, was ambiguous. I, when you said it, I was like, he's a carpenter. Like, Jesus, come on, man. <laughs> That's what I heard the first thing. I was like, oh, yeah, it's right. Jesus is a carpenter. Uh, yeah. He also okay, served anyway. in the, the Prussian military. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah, cold-blooded. Anyway, um, he... So he, he built a lot of... Um, uh, he he did some, like, furniture for people. Like, there's still some bits of furniture that he made for people. But the thing that he's sort of real well known for is making altars for Holy churches. shit! That guy! Yeah. He did, like, a bunch of the altars in Thayer County. I think yeah. he did the ones that my dad's Oh, my God. Through. Yeah, I think that's right. He, <laughs> you mean... Uh, Osiris Fangmeyer? <laughs> August. What? Is August Fangmeyer. I was actually a lot closer yeah. then than I thought I'd be. Wow, was that a guess yeah, on your yeah. part? Because that was really close. Yeah, that was a guess. Wow. Uh, yeah, you, you know what you never hear from, um, from like, really old times while we're all here? The N-word? Like, my great-great-great-grandfather, Colin, or <laughs> Caleb, or Ethan. <laughs> Those are very young man names. <laughs> That nobody who's over 60 has. That's because they're not had. biblical names. Yeah. You gotta get on the biblical train. Caleb, Caleb is. is. <laughs> oh, wait, Caleb That's is. Old Testament. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, Caleb that's, is. An is, that's an Israelite name. Yeah. Wow. That like explains Caleb your and... insert anti Semitic joke here. <laughs> I'm basically a Jew. I can get away with <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he, uh, he said to the judge. Yeah, so there, it's all just self-hating anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's it. Ninety percent hating, ten percent self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's not good humor unless it's at least ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if if you're less than ten percent. 10% self-hating, then it's just straight-up anti-Semitic. That's right. But you get that 10% threshold and then you're good. Totally good. I mean, anti-defamation league, nothing against you, you know? Don't that's probably right. laugh at your jokes, honestly. Yeah. He's like, that's a, he's, a, he's the old what we call a, a dime Jew. Mm. You know, he's yeah. got, the, got the dime. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's good because it's like a it's a euphemism that involves money. That's right. Yes. That's okay. right. We should abandon this topic. You can make topic. that joke because you're, uh, One you're a doctor. 30 second Jewish. <laughs> so, anyway, enough about my great grandfather. He's known slaves. That's, that's all I. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about That should be okay. the tagline for a podcast. So, Zoom, at least we don't own slaves. <laughs> With the disclaimer that you are aware of. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He may have had secret slaves, but then again, don't secret we all? <laughs> that could be a band name. Yeah. Secret Slaves. Probably is. Could be. I'm a, like a good secret name. Nice alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a very, like, 80s name, right? It's like... Like Cinderella... <laughs> Or, uh, I feel like you could actually get a little bit of a following from like Slovakia when they misread it as secret Slavs. <laughs> That's what we're counting this on. Is a, this is a really, this is a fucking gold mine if no one's taken this yet. You could really throw people for a loop by playing in tracksuits. But you say you're secret slaves, you know? And it's like, you're really sending mixed messages. <laughs> yeah, Eastern Europeans, don't think we've forgotten about you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> the rest of the world did, but not us. Yeah. <laughs> so Zoom remembers how to be racist towards all people. Yeah. Most, I mean... At some point, it's just misanthropic, you know? That's right. It's not really racist. It's... Yeah, you hate them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zoom, we're just misanthropic. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Tune in next week when we give the natives of Greenland a proper thrashing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll get their weird tattoos. So I was talking to a guy who was in Greenland back back in the nineties, I think. Uh, So you were talking to him in the nineties, or he was in Greenland (laughs) in the nineties? He's in the nineties back in Greenland. I talked to him in the well-worn year of twenty eighteen, and huge. What huge? He. he was hired by some millionaire to go ex- help excavate a World War II fighter plane. Yes. Um, this P... Uh, I no, what was it? Was it Mustang? P-80? No, it's it P-80 something. Uh, it's the one that has, like, the two engines and the cockpit on in the middle. Yeah. It has, like, the three little sections in it. Um, it's like a really a... cool plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small... It's a fighter plane. It's a small plane. Yeah, those are um, talking about like the thunder or the lightning or P-90, anyway, we'll, P-38, we'll, right? P-38, that sounds right. 
Yeah, P-51 Mustang, that was a P-38, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so what happened during World War II is some, there was a bunch of planes that were flying over Greenland because it's closer to where everybody do wants that to, to go back and forth from, you know, what with um, the Earth being a globe and stuff, it actually is the shortest line between like, North America and, uh, uh, like, the UK. That's false. Uh, okay. I guess they what? were just dumb or they had reasons. Oh, fine. Okay, sorry. Okay, that's so. false. Fuck you, Colin. When I make a flat earth joke here and you're fucking... All right. I thought, we'll get it in I thought you were doing we'll something. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so the, one of them... Um, There's actually two planes. There was the fighter plane, then there was one that was like a, a more of like a bomber, like a larger plane. And they got caught in a blizzard. Yeah, in Olegay. <laughs> and um, and the, they went down, actually. Specific. Bomber. And uh, I don't know all the, the planes like apparently <laughs> you guys know. Oh, P thirty eight, P thirty eight. That's like one part. of the most famous <laughs> World War Two planes. Yeah. God, I feel like I know anyway. a lot of things until I do this podcast, and you're all smarter than me. <laughs> well, uh, we get worry. together beforehand and conspire about how we're gonna make you feel dumb. The nerve. Yeah. I, I sent out a, a memo a week ago saying, guys, here's all the planes that you <laughs> can't believe you missed that. Yeah. But anyway, so it went down in the snow, and then the the crew survived. Um, they just kind of did like a belly landing in the snow. I think they had to like rough it overnight, and then Eat each crews other? came the next oh. day yeah. and, uh, and rescued them. They had like radio and stuff, so they could let people know where they were and come rescue them. But they left the planes behind and they just stayed there and they stayed there and they got buried in snow and buried in snow. And then here we are, this is the nineties. So this was uh, what, 50 years later, give or take. And um, some millionaire says, I would really like a P 38 just to have, (laughs) you know, and I'm not going to use that money for anything better that will, like, benefit humanity or help the less privileges. No, I want a P-38. I'm going to dig it out hey, of the snow. That could and so we hired a bunch of people. <laughs> fine. I guess he paid some technician salaries for a couple of years, so that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's, I guess it's his money. He can do what he wants. I, I'm not... Anyway. He, um... So they, so they did this, and they... I think they used, like, ground-penetrating radar or something to, like locate exactly where, where the plane was and then to get it i think it was um uh, like 20 feet under the snow and ice oh, okay. and so they just had like this this giant copper um uh, circle that they would run um hot water through and basically they just melted a giant hole down into the ice and they pumped the water out. And then once they kind of got down to where the thing was, they had, do- they had guys down there with, uh, with suits and then, like, um, power washers that were pushing out hot water to just, like, melt a little, like, cavern around the plane. Is this just because they, they, like, really didn't want to hurt the plane? Like, there's yeah, got to be better because, ones. because, <laughs> well, um, yeah, they didn't want to hurt the plane. I mean, it was relatively well-preserved down there in the ice. Yeah, it could fly again once you take it out. It's like right out <laughs> well, of the ice. Well, they had to be careful it didn't just fly away. <laughs> they did. They disassembled yeah, they had to t- it. Yeah, they had to throw a rope around it so it wouldn't fly off when they got yeah. out. And, brought, and they disassembled it, took it up the, the little melted hole, brought it back to the surface, then took it to the coast. And I then, don't want to anthropomorphize it. 
anthropomorphize this, but don't you think he was so happy to get out of the snow? Yeah, it was probably very cold down there, you know? And dark. But then they um, they reassembled it and refitted it, and then it can fly now. So now that millionaire or billionaire has a P-38 that he can fly around for fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that is good. That's a feel-good story about a millionaire who gets what he wants. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. You know, if you persevere and you have enough money, you can achieve anything. That's true. All oh, right. Yeah, it's called Glacier Girl. There it is. They got their own website. So this guy you were talking to, like, what company did he do this through? I'm not sure, actually. I mean, right now he... Uh, he works for the university, um, but this—I mean, this was, geez, I mean, like at least twenty years ago now. So I'm not sure if he was, if he was at this job now or gotcha. what. But uh, yeah, I think I mean he was contracted <coughs> to uh, to help do that. I knew someone who worked at Duncan Aviation, and she had a bunch of cool stories about like rich people who would renovate old planes and like i can't remember what kind of plane it was but this one guy took like a world war ii plane put a glass bottom in it it was one and it was one of the like seafaring planes that could land on water and he just he just oh, got yeah. it souped up so that he could scuba dive more easily what a guy i, know. And I was like yeah what a life to I live remember my brother worked there um as well and one uh, one time they had, like, some other countries, whatever their Air Force One, their equivalent to that was. Um, like, yeah, their, their presidential plane for, for that country. And it wasn't, like, a shitty country either. It was, like, one of the good ones. Not a shithole country. Not a shithole country. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, uh, God, who do I want to shit on? Andorra! <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like Eritrea's Air Force One! Eritrea, come on! Oh, yeah, Jesus. There's a line, yeah. and you crossed it. <laughs> we can shit on the Jews, but not a ritual. <laughs> Brought to you by oh, Slazoom on. itself. We can shit on the Jews. <laughs> not a ritual. Literally, if you read those uh, novels I wrote, I mean, just, just think, if it wasn't for Eritrea, Ethiopia would have a coastline. And then where would we be? <laughs> right. Unlimited yeah. I feel like mostly like Eritrea is really just holding Ethiopia back because like it is. as Yeah, that, that's the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it's gotta be hard if you're Ethiopia, you're like, man, like our we're pretty low on the human development index. I don't know, you go to some of these other countries in the world, they kinda got you know, the human rights are better, and, you know, they got good infrastructure and everything. Running I, I might have to stop here right away. They're just like, and, oh, look at our neighbor like, Eritrea here. Oh, my God, <laughs> we're a fucking paradise compared to them. We're good, everyone. What's that noise? I mean, if, you're, if you're like, well, if they had a coastline, it could be helpful. Um, which African country with a coastline is really booming? Egypt, South Africa. Egypt is Middle East. Better. They just cut that little weird shaped country out of there <laughs> and then said it's Middle East and fuck it. It's the and South Africa of it is in freaking 
Africa. I under I understand, I, but uh, yeah, it's well, largely considered Middle Eastern. We're talking Sub-Saharan. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Arabic. For okay, sure. what about South Africa? Right. That's a that's bad country. Uh, that's English, basically yeah. a European country. Yeah. Your mom's <laughs> a these European Dutch people. country. <laughs> yeah, she is. There should be a country in Europe called your mom. U R E M O M, your mom. I mean, totally there's, sounds a, like there's a country, a country that's very close to your gay. You're <laughs> me. I mean, you're you're gay. gay. I, mean, I mean, that's already like the punniest country. Yeah. Uh, so you're speaking gay. about like the world and, <laughs> and gays, a gay. Um, a paragays. <laughs> that might be better. Let's see that, that all be the time. <laughs> hey, the the Supreme Court said that that's totally fine now. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's fun? The existence of Paraguay. Paraguay. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you know, progress. <laughs> yeah, I I know that's uh that's like a brand new thing. Like Brett Kavanaugh turned out to be like really sympathetic because he's always wanted to marry his buddy Squee. <laughs> <laughs> you get together and do some poofing. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine poofing at the wedding? <laughs> do you guys know Eiffel Tower you know, drinking game? Sometimes they'll can have you guys the name the, the, the Chief Justice right now? I always forget him. I had to look. Is that John Roberts? John Roberts? It's such. I think it's still like is. the most common American name ever. I cannot it's the remember. The whitest name, which is appropriate. So, speaking of politics and things, I wanted. An, I had an article that I wanted to discuss because my article and I need it now. The the mainstream media, I mean, this is just a great example of how they leave out the fucking most important detail of a story. <clears throat> so, the title of the article, the headline is, Whistleblower Seeks Protection After Sounding Alarm oh, man, I Over White House Security. I totally didn't purposes. read that. I saw that, but I didn't read it. Spoilers. <laughs> well, let me just read a, a, the first three paragraphs. <laughs> The first three paragraphs, just so, I, so you know what the uh, mainstream media is telling about this. A specialist in the White House Security Clearance Office has been suspended without pay less than a week after NBC News reported her supervisor approved Jared Kushner for top-secret clearance over the objections of career staff. A White House security specialist is seeking official official whistleblower. That's a tongue twister. Official whistle uh, from the federal government after raising concerns about unwarranted security clearances for administration officials, including Jared Kushner, according to two sources familiar with the matter. The specialist, Trisha Newbold, filed the whistle com whistleblower complaint less than two weeks after she was suspended without pay for defying her supervisor, Carl Klein. So basically, she's like, um, Gerald, Jared Kushner is an ass clown who doesn't know anything about anything and has all these conflicts of interest. We shouldn't give him security clearance. And her supervisor, Carl Klein's like, shut up, yes, we will. So that's the story that the mainstream media is is, is selling. So I re I'm reading this article. I go and I see a picture of this whistleblower, this... Uh, Trisha Newbold, something looks a little different about it. 
Uh, fucking lock that so monster. I go about You're not going to get me into this fucking joke. <laughs> she wants 350, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> fool me no, once, so Ethan. I go, well, fool I me Google once, lamestream media. I Google this to see the detail that the mainstream media is leaving out. And sure enough, uh, from like the third page down on this, it looks like they're a site that just like tries to do some terrible things. Anyway, recently the news is out from the NBC correspondence. Additionally, she has given 19 years to the White House. She suffers... Oh, wait. She receives her final confirmation on Wednesday. So her, her height? Four foot two. She suffers from a rare form of dwarfism. I mean, come on, mainstream media. Of course, she whistleblows while she works. Like, this isn't news. Like, you would think that, oh, no, there's a whistleblower asking for protection. Like, well, when you leave out the detail. That's the fucking stupidest joke. Uh, <laughs> it's got me laughing. I was well, really no, wondering where this is going. I had no idea. I, I bet, here's how the thing with her supervisor went. She was like, uh, something fishy is going on here with uh, with uh, Jared Kushner's application for security clearance. He's like, hey, they're just, leave it be, trust me, you don't want to get into this. She's like, no, I think we should really, I really want to dig into this and get to the bottom of this. Uh, and then so they're falling out happened, and they interview her, uh, her uh, supervisor who dismissed her. It's like, I told her, I told her to stay out of it. But she dug too deeply and too greedily. <laughs> and who knows what darkness she unearthed in the depths of the White House. I'm, I'm surprised yep. we haven't heard that from Donald Trump yet as a reason why the uh, why the Russia probe should be discontinued because uh, awakening a Balrog. It's next on the checklist. <laughs> like, no other president has been required to release their tax returns. Okay, if I release their tax returns... The media dives into it. They wake the beast of flame and shadow. And Gandalf will not save you this time. That's right. You're not with the wizard. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Gandalf in this analogy? I don't know. I think Bernie Sanders is probably about. <laughs> I, I didn't think that one. We'll Same get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, what are you looking at so intently over there? So, okay, so we were talking about things that were short. You want to talk about things that are tall. I was actually vastly wrong when I said how deep this plane was in the ice. It, was, it wasn't just like 20, I was going to say 20 feet. 20 it, was, feet. <laughs> it was 268 feet under the Damn ice. Damn, Mother Nature. Fuck. How the fuck does that yeah. happen? Isn't there any land up there in Greenland? No. no. It's like mostly glacier. Well... Now, okay, it was at least like 10 years ago. It's probably fucking like a... Fake news. <laughs> I mean, they probably could have just like waited a few years and the ice would have melted itself and they could have just went and grabbed it with like, you know, a guy with a tow truck. That'd be a lot less work. Yeah. Sarah, are you eating a pickled sausage? Just an ordinary sausage. No. Oh, well, better luck next time. <laughs> Does that mean you have a craving for pickled sausage right now? I do enjoy a pickled sausage like <laughs> all day, every day. Nami, Nami. Hey, look, at this website, there's a button for support the P38 Association. Do it! 
man, can I give all my money to these wackos? Fuck you, man. P51 or bust. Wow. <laughs> Don't tell these Agree. guys that. They have actual warplanes. To disagree. <laughs> yep, okay. planes and such. You know how planes fly in the air? That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's kind of cool. True that. You know, I was thinking about, like, the whole alien invasion movie genre uh, in sci-fi, and, like, it's kind of like a... It's kind of a silly premise because, like, in order for interstellar travel to even be, like, remotely useful for a species, the amount of technology they would have to harness, like, somehow they'd have to have, well, either they have a lifespan of, like, fucking a million years, um, or they're gonna have to harness some sort of, like, fucking warp drive shit, um... A cryogenics. That true. That true. Booyah. That true. Um, that true. They'll have. I mean, they'd have to have an energy source for that interstellar travel. So they they probably mastered like, at at the very least, like fusion, as a source. Like controlled fusion as a source of energy. Oh, at least. Um, and at least. if they've got that, if they've got that source of energy, so basically free energy. It's. I mean, you could just build infinite, like. Sex machine, <laughs> right? And you never need to leave your planet or home ever again. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you you're could, sorted. Like, basically you use know? any matter <laughs> that's like any like hydrogen or whatever the fuck as uh, as a fuel source. Uh, you don't have to like track track down energy, which is, I mean, basically what you know a lot of wars I, have been. I think I'm with Caleb. On this. <laughs> if if a society was that advanced. They would just build sex machines, and they would never leave their planet. So it's got to be something like cryogenics, um, a black hole that teleports you somewhere, like a Stargate, or magic. Could be magic. Well, uh, and when you Don't have forget about magic. <laughs> when you have that We're source trying. of energy, if you can do, do interstellar travel, you can just go to, like, find some asteroids if you need, like, elemental, like, elements and, like, nat raw materials. And you have that much energy, you can do all sorts of crazy chemical reactions that are possible, just not very cracked, just not very, like, uh, here on Earth, at least, with our technology, very feasible. So there's, like, no reason to invade another planet for natural resources at that point. Especially when you got sex, um, sex machines. Pretty sure it's right. Unless just the planet fun. has better sex machines than you have. That's true. Then well, you invade them and steal this. their sex machines. My conclusion is that the you know? only the only reason aliens would encounter Earth <laughs> is that they're basically just obnoxious tourists. <laughs> they're like, like the Chinese tourists of the universe. <laughs> oh, that is over the line. <laughs> Chinese tourists Sarah, are really bad. Come on. Come on. On the whole, Sorry. not all of them. I'm just kidding. Probably, that's probably true. On our whole. Now, the uh, the Martian sex machines are really good on that, <laughs> actually. So, think about that one. Me? me? Like, yeah, the, the other... Basically, it would just be for shits and giggles that they would be visiting us. <laughs> for any reason. So, I mean, I guess, like, the Predator kind of makes sense as a sci-fi like movie. Because sport. he's just hunting humans for sport. I could see that. Totally. Yeah. There's, a. Uh... There's one Tell other thing, fun. Twilight Zone. Uh, they come here, well, uh, two different things from Twilight Zone. One is they could come here just to study um, different life forms, like we do with like fucking ants or something. 
or two, they find us delicious and we are yes um, high class cuisine totally. for their home world. No, that could be. They come for our lower horn. <laughs> Drama. No. Yeah, sort of coming back around to the sex machine thing. So it's, it's like uh, fuel for your sex machine. You know, it's like it can it can work both ways. Fusion powered sex machine. Yeah. I mean, we started with a steam powered. Yeah. Now we've got one with ones with batteries. Can you imagine? Fuck a star in a jar. <laughs> How fast? <laughs> star in a jar and a vibrating bubble. That thing could vibrate your ass literally off. <laughs> <laughs> and baby, you'll love it. That's another, that's another good band name. Star in a jar and a vibrating bubble. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, when I look into your eyes, baby, I see stars. It's like, oh, well, actually the place where there's literally a star in my ass right now. Like, literally, there's a controlled fusion, there's a self-sustaining fusion reaction. Not the in my star. ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Glorious. Man. You know, you're bound to leak a little bit of hydrogen off that, you know. So, you know, talk about like, uh, yeah, you know, flaming, flaming farts. There you go. Oh my God! Someone needs Got to it. take some helium and like put it in a tube and blow it up their ass. If you, if you like, goddamn right. I've always been saying out, that. Yeah. Really That's what I want my fart. presidential candidate to run on. <laughs> See, I would be concerned about the um, the explosion happening inside of you. <laughs> I mean, helium's no, in there, right? That's the point. Oh, I thought you were talking about hydrogen. Okay, sorry. No, no. Well, I mean, when they do a colonoscopy, they inflate your colon with nitrogen, right? Probably. Is it nitrogen? Because uh, otherwise the camera really can't see it. They should totally do that with helium. That would be the best benefit, because then you wake up afterwards like, Hey, everyone, check this out. Squeeze! <laughs> That'd be just like one of Colin's normal farts. That's right. Tighter than Have hell. you been doing that all these years? At least. <laughs> just been secret, secretly keistering uh, helium. <laughs> just I, ne effect. I never thought in a million years you'd catch me on that. <laughs> do you think after you have a colonoscopy and you're like farting all the extra gas out, do you think it smells? Like, is it embarrassing? I mean, it'll smell like the inside of your colon, but it's. I bet it's not, it's not like methane because it's like it's just nitrogen. It's just air, right? Basically. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll have it'll have a shit taste to it, probably. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. A guy almost shit yeah. on my shoes when I was volunteering once after he had a colonoscopy. Was, Were you volunteering oops. for? <laughs> to get shat on, and <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Do you think people ever use that as an excuse, like going to the doctor and like to get shit? On. Like, oh, I got a, I got a rectal exam, and then like, uh, I, I accidentally shit a little bit, but then they like take it too far. Like, okay, could you turn your head and cough and like, just shit all over? The <laughs> they do like a full squat. Is, they push the doctor back. This is my back. kink. <laughs> all right, yeah. open wide, say ah, and then you just shit. <laughs> So what seems to be bothering you? <laughs> Shit your pants. 
The doctor will see you now. Doesn't, isn't it John Mulaney who has a bit about how he like goes to the doctor to try and to get some like Xanax? Yeah, he wants something. to get yeah. Xanax because yeah, yeah. he gets nervous. So, Sometimes I feel nervous on airplanes. Yeah, you want that bit word for word right now? Because I think we can cover it. But instead, he just gets probed up the ass and never gets. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> A ghost had slowly escaped from my stomach. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys go see him when he was touring around here? No, I wish. Yeah, you should have. No, I should have. Didn't he come to Lincoln quite good. and we the actually... line was like ridiculous? Yeah. I was... don't think he was in Lincoln. No? Okay. He was in Omaha, maybe? Huh. That would make more sense. He was in Des Moines. I saw him in Des Moines. Ago, I should have seen yeah. We tried to creepily stalk him. Or not me, but my fiancé. I should look into Fiance. But, like, she was, uh... She was caught by a security guard. Her and her sister caught by a security guard. Because they were getting too close <laughs> to the bus. Like, you, you, you ladies have to stand over there. Like, ah, typical women wanting to walk away from their husbands and fiancés to try to fuck a comedian. <laughs> Remember when Insane Gary just, uh, when we were, like, outside, like, three hours before the concert started for that Megadeth concert? Yeah. And he just walked in with the roadies, and, and he just walked into the venue through a side door and just, like, stood in the venue, like, while they, the band was tuning up or something. Yeah. Who, who's Insane but, Gary? Is that Kroll? Yeah. Okay. We got that out of the way. But like how? <laughs> I don't like. What's the point? You know, that doesn't sound like he, fun. He's gonna he fuck the it band. Was very into, yeah. He has a bone <laughs> for Dave Mustaine. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Can uh, you yeah, put a price on penis? Damn it! Penis sells. But, but who's, who's buying? buying? <laughs> penis sells. But who's buying? I'm selling penis. Come on, who's buying? It's come on, come on. It off. Like, oh, yeah, I'm selling this dollars. penis for twenty now. This is the weirdest metal show I've ever seen. Anybody take their pants off on stage? I mean, I'd buy it. Sure, fine. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Fifty. A hundred. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going home with that penis. I don't care, you know? Like, <laughs> one way or another, that penis is selling to me. Do you think Jackson's hole is named after a guy's butthole? No, I don't think that. Broke back we discussed Jackson's head. hole on this isn't it? Isn't it Jackson hole? No, Jackson's hole? I think that they tried to change it in retrospect because it was about a guy's yeah. butthole. Like, I think they made it to some beautiful ridge, and then some fur trapper named Jackson just, like, showed everybody his hole. And then that's what they call it. Come on, come on, see Jackson's hole here. I think it's actually about a butthole. I, yeah. This is the story of a butthole. This is the story of a hole. Who performed diarrhea and drowned the whole thing. <laughs> and it smelled so bad. I almost died. Uh, we'll, we'll get this all in post. I absolutely love <laughs> Say it. Say whatever you want. 
That is one of the good things to come out of one of those pods that I'm not sure will ever actually make it. When she spews. My conjugation of performing diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Do you guys want to talk about how dumb the average American is? Sure. I was talking about this with a coworker, and I think a lot of people, I think we are in like a bubble, and we don't realize like how dumb the average person is because we're not like, I would say we are not average as a group, you know? Hmm. Oh, I mean, we're we're far far. Above average. So literally geniuses. We're literally How should I make this fun? I'll give you like what if I give you like a, some statistic like but I won't tell you the percentage of people of Americans who like get it wrong and you guys guess. Alright. Sounds good. Perfect. Okay. Uh what percentage of Americans do you think can name the three branches of government? You know what? I bet 60. it's something like 20%. <laughs> I can totally see people being... I'm going to say 1 in 4. 25. You... Uh, I'm going to go higher than that. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 60%. That's what I said, too. I don't want to say... I'll say 55, so Caleb and I have the same thing. Okay, Colin was right on the nose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Christ! Only 25% of Americans... Can name wow, all yeah. three branches of government. Holy shit. There's only three, for fuck's sake. There's only That's... three. <laughs> and, the... and, and one of them, like, every person in that branch of government has that branch of government in the name. Like, they're judge, judicial. Like, that's so easy. <laughs> all right. Let's see. What per wow. executive executioner? <laughs> oh, there's more. We have more. Yes, I've got like a whole list, but I only did a good ones. What percentage of Americans do you think think the sun orbits the Earth? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Going back. What year was this? Well, we're, we're, taken? I think I'm I was on like track 40%. with Jesus Christ. Everyone who says that name, um, not as a curse word, probably thinks that. Let's see. Am I supposed to start again? Good. Um, I'm going to say like 40%. 40%? I'm going to say 50. It's 50 50. People who say the sun orbits the earth. I'm going to say 20%. Okay, Caleb, you were closest. You guys are thinking we're a lot dumber than we are. Good on you, but <laughs> it's one in four Americans think that the sun orbits the earth. Thank God. Wow. That's, All right. Know. Okay. Thanks a lot, Galileo. Keep going. What what percentage <laughs> of Americans don't know the year that 9/11 happened? <laughs> they can get the month of the day. Anybody un under like 17 or 18 yeah, would yeah. like have a decent chance of not knowing that. So like that's this... like one in five ish. So at least 30 percent. 30, this brings up a good point, 35. because it's like, is this adults or all people? Because, you know, probably a good, what, 20-30% of people are uh, at, like, 20 or younger. Right? Yeah, did they ask babe? did they ask infants this question? <laughs> well, I mean... 
Good. I mean, good question. Did they? Did they try to? <laughs> they, all the infants got it wrong when they went ah, and <laughs> shit themselves. <laughs> I'm sticking with 35 because I don't know. That's a that's a number that I've heard on the radio. All right, all right. Colin, you're being pretty spot on besides the last one. It's 30% of Americans don't know the year. Damn it. Also, the so the poll that came up with that number was in 2006. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, uh, okay, hold on. Now, how many people answered every year? Because those people are technically <laughs> right. <true. laughs> what well, you're just So now we can't say now like 9/11 changed everything. We can say 9/11 changed about 60% of things. <laughs> <laughs> one year is your birthday. It's every year, idiot. <laughs> All right. I'll do one more. Um, what percentage of Americans do you think don't know that Judaism came before Christianity? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Don't know that. Oh, God. Man. you got to think that is pretty small, right? I... I... I don't know. I mean, I mean, what with the Earth orbiting the Sun, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're That's just rejecting all what, reason. What with? Forty. Yeah. So we're asking the number of people that don't yes. know that, right? So, what percentage of Americans do you think are like idiots in that regard? Uh, I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go sixty-five. Well, I mean, you gotta lump in like. You gotta lump in the like crazy ass evangelical things who think history began with Jesus. Yeah. You gotta lump in the anti Semites who can't give the Jews credit <laughs> for anything. Um, so that's li- at least us, right? <laughs> <laughs> only ten percent. Only ninety percent. Um, just the plain idiots who don't really know much about anything. Like, you're run-of-the-mill idiots. I think the non-religious, like, sort of thing, people who just, like, don't think about it, is going to be the biggest portion of this. okay. That's my guess. I would hope so. I'm going to say 40%. So same as Colin? I already said 40. Yeah, you can't say the same thing. Oh, fuck. I'll say 35. I'll be optimistic. All right. Colin's closest. It's about 50%. About half. Wow. Man, I'm so good at this game. You guys fucking Colin, You suck. know the average you have your You have the hand, you, your hand on the pulse yeah, Colin, of you know just how the average American thinks. <laughs> you are so average. You used to be <laughs> average, and then you transcended. Yeah, but you still remember, you know? You still got that dirt under your fingernails. You still got that mud in your toes. <laughs> You still got that tetanus flowing through your veins. You still got the funk. Flowing through your veins. This is a good game, and though. And the funk. Um, while we're just getting away from these weird things. <laughs> we should play this. Like, not necessarily this, like, how many percentage of Americans think blah, blah, blah. But, like, uh, guessing these guessing statistics. games. It's kind of fun. So, we asked 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> found questions on the board. answers on the board. Dude, so I, I've been, uh... uh Going, uh, Colin's doing something. With Keep going, it's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So I, I've been, um, 
watching a lot of the game show network recently and now colin's just like totally yes i'm here it's fine oh he's <laughs> his he, voice comes he's, from the void colin, will you make up your mind jesus uh watching a lot of the game show network and man family feud with steve harvey that is quality television <laughs> oh my god that guy is the greatest like game show host there is because people say such stupid answers and his reaction is always great. Uh, he's okay. so good at looking incredulous. You yeah. think he'd be used to it by now. Yeah, he's always like, somebody says something to answer this, just like, not a chance in hell that it's on there. Like, it may not have any relate. Like, somebody will say, uh, the question will be like, I don't know, uh, what's, uh, uh, you know, something that, uh, what's, what's a sport that you play with a ball? And somebody will say, toothpaste. <laughs> Steve Harvey will just like, he'll, he's like, he's a, a, just a, a breath away from just writhing around on the floor in agony from how much this is paining him to have to just give them a strike for this dumb answer. I just want to see, I, I want to see I the totally timer. agree. That he's so great with this fucking show. Uh, okay, just, Ethan, you have a, a specific... I just want to see the time when he finally snapped. So, like, name who you think is the most famous U.S. president. And someone's like, Garfield. <laughs> Not Andrew Garfield. Garfield the cat. <laughs> he just, like, stops, drops his jaw to the camera, looks at the audience, looks at the contestants, looks at the camera again, pulls a gun out of his coat, <laughs> sticks it in his mouth and blows his brains out. You're saving that for sweeps, me. <laughs> yeah, nobody liked Garfield the president. Come on. Well, Wasn't he only president like, for like a year? I love that that lived. one uh, that one answer that someone gave. Like, name something a burglar would not want to see when they break into a house. And then it's like, the guy hits the buzzer and he goes, Naked Grandma! And then like, <laughs> yeah. Steve Harvey turns to the board as if to say, like, whatever he's going to say. And he's like, Nick, Naked, huh? <laughs> Nick and huh? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that. I've been watching a lot of um, home renovation shows. Yes, and Property man. Brothers. Oh, that's There's... not Game Show Network. No, it, it's not. It's not. It's, it's uh, whatever. I thought it's you were going to be like, I watched the match game as well. And I'm like, finally, we can be best friends. <laughs> no. No, no, no. 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 So, I watch a oh, match man, game I, every goddamn day. At work, I bogart the remote so I can watch the fucking match game. What's the match game? I've never even heard of that. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Caleb, go we'll on. We'll get to it. So, there's one that I like especially, which is called Love or It List or it. List It. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. And, man, it is so great. Like, every episode, you have, like... It switches roles, but you have, like, say, the Listener, wife Colin who just has loves this house and combusted. really wants to stay there. Jesus Christ. And then you have the husband who's just like, this house is garbage. I can't wait to move out and leave this one in the dust. And I'm just thinking, man, every time this is going to ruin their marriage. <laughs> but then as the episode progresses, they find oh, common ground. And eventually they agree to either... You know, live in the renovated ha in their renovated house, or sell it and move to another house. 
But man, the uh, the drama. I love it. I also want to see the episode of that when like she find like when someone finally just fucking snaps. So like we're checking in on like <laughs> Bob and Janie. Janie, where's Bob? Well, I just love this house so much. We have so many memories here. And Bob just didn't see, he didn't see the big picture. So while he was sleeping, I carved out his eyes and his tongue uh, so he could scream no longer. I I chained him up in the basement and I said, you're a part of this house now. This will be the last thing you ever feel, you goddamn bastard. And I lit him on fire. And now I feel like he's a part of this. So even though he can't speak, for one thing, because his entire body's incinerated, but also because I cut his tongue out, uh, I feel like he would now agree with me that he was part of this house, so uh, we're going to stay here and make the best of it. I, I hope this goes with every show we bring up. Like, you remember when you were a kid and you watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Oh, I couldn't wait till the episode where he just snapped. And he was like, good day, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. You want to come to my house? I'll chain you up and rape you. <laughs> oh, shit! Mr. Rogers snapped! No! Some- he knows his children's are, or his audience's children. It makes it that much worse. I got some beer and a Tylenol PM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would man. never. Let's not disgrace his name. What's the, uh, next thing you're going to be telling me that America's father, Bill Cosby, is on the (laughs) (laughs) What was Mr. Rogers, like, uh, fantasy land that he'd go to when, like, he couldn't handle reality anymore? Wasn't it, like, Uh, PCP. PCP. Wasn't it, like, Imagination Station or something? That doesn't sound right to me. No. But I could just imagine, because, you know, he had, like, a, a model... Neighborhood of make-believe! Yeah. And on the other end, land of make-believe. Yeah, that's okay, right. There you go. I can just imagine him getting a sledgehammer, <laughs> busting through that wall, going into the land of make-believe himself, where he is 20 times as tall as all of the people there. Destroyed. And running around like Godzilla, throwing around Molotov cocktails and kicking everyone. <laughs> you can imagine that? Yeah. I can't. I can't. Thank God I can't. It haunts my dreams. <laughs> you know? It's the same dream every night. They're, uh, they're wet dreams. <laughs> sure, but, you know. The destruction is rot. <laughs> <laughs> Sploosh. Yeah. I mean, this Mr. Rogers was overthrowing the ancient re- regime, you know? That feudalistic government, the wheel that had run over rich and poor alike. Did you guys? Mr. Rogers broke the wheel. There was that in imagination. Silly life. rumor that uh, Mr. Rogers only ever wore long sleeves to hide his completely Aaron tatted Marks. up arms because he was oh. in prison, and that's. I because he was a marine. Yeah, I actually believed that for a long time. Yeah. I was very gold. Over Christmas, my like brother-in-law like, said yeah. that, and I was like, you know, that's not a thing, right? Like that was just some. Crazy rumor. <laughs> it sounds like something that you want to be true, though. Yeah. Because it would be so interesting if it was. But okay. no, he was like a minister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a Presbyterian minister, yeah. Classic. Yeah, until he rampaged through the land of make-believe. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the death to the proletariat, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You guys are ruining Mr. 
Mr. Rogers for me. <laughs> oh. Well, if you think oh, that's good, <laughs> wait until you hear what we have in store next. <laughs> Listener, welcome to a uh, bot-generated episode of Game of Thrones, the first of season eight. Season eight, episode one, The Beast of Kindness. Scene one, a dark room somewhere. Varys and Tyrion are pacing around an intensely dark knife. They seem deep inside their heads. The realm prospers when the realm is true. The rest is just logistics. The world is a horror show of weapons and blood. Who would want to rule this palace of shit? Tyrion makes a gesture of kissing himself. He casually pours another big wine. Does the phrase going to the war mean anything to you? They interfere with each other and then separate. Varys thinks for a while and then responds. Morals are like balls. I find myself utterly without them. <laughs> Tyrion smiles and rolls his eyes for a few minutes. Scene two, a floating boat at night. Theon climbs the side of a warship like a shirtless spider. He falls onto the deck and spots his uncle, braiding Yara's hair. Stop your hands right now, you lord of prick! I don't even want to talk to you, wife boy. Theon makes a brave face and uses his feet to step forward. Yara smirks sympathetically at the table and turns around for a while. You want the Iron People to be forgetting that you were away? I don't think so, little ass. Euron has befriended, beheaded your mind! It's time for the attack of me! Theon hesitantly pushes his sword through his uncle's body and kills him. And kills him instantly. Great, so now Theon is king of ships. What a spoiled day. Scene three, Winterfell. There are lots of crowds. The Stark children are all seated like little lords in the great hall of Winterfell. My people, I hope you all remember how much we like you. I have been looking into the months beyond now. I see that we are all still friends then. Arya pushes her hands onto the table and looks at everyone intensely. We're just farting around like cats in a castle. <laughs> Bran tries to put his hand on Arya's shoulder, but can't. I just don't want anything about battles to happen. Arya spins around and lunges at the top of the room. I'm a kill dancer. I hate them with the pointy end. Sansa squeezes her hands nervously. Bran exits, carrying Bran. 
Scene four, a big enough balcony. John is being beautiful and looking hard at things. He is drunk with thought. Daenerys stands in the doorway. I'll cut no more of these dead people. They have been pissing me off. <coughs> I'm the queen of mountains. All I need now is a chair that says I'm important. John puts his arms around Daenerys and plays with her hair. I want to put you on a horse and look at you for years. Bring me with you to supper, you fool. Tyrion and Varys sneak up behind them, jokingly. Surprise! I'm the Night King. I've come with violence. John spins around like an angry storm and tries to cut Tyrion's body off. Do not play the fool with me, dwarf. I am guilty of never having fun. Varys puts his hand on John's shoulder and moans. <laughs> the most unexpected events are always the most awful. Scene five, the courtyard of Winterfell. Brienne and Podrick are practicing swords on the roof. Podrick is sweating and looking confused. Keep your sword held. Use your back. Fight with your face like a lord. I just want to be murdered so much, my lady. <laughs> Jamie approaches through the gates of Winterfell. <laughs> Brienne drops down and grabs the horse. Jamie makes a face jokingly, then grins. <laughs> The truth is coming. You look lovely. Ah, Brienne turns red and serious. I swore a sacred oath to keep lumbering around the Seven Kingdoms until I die. Sam and Gilly emerge <laughs> from behind a giant horse. They are holding hands and covered in sweat. My father used to make me eat every book I read. <laughs> Gilly blinks 15 times. <laughs> Scene six. The Room of the Iron Throne. We see Cersei sitting on the Iron Throne, rubbing a bird skeleton in her lap. She looks like a woman who knows how to be shouting. I am the beast of kindness. Everyone is in love with me. Grand Maester Kyburn enters with his head down. He licks his lips and touches the ground in a sex way. <gasps> Will we have some business? Your Grace. I have been laboring day and night to murder this rock. I am afraid it might prove invincible. You can't be serious. How dare you be so handsome in my home? Davos is perched on a nearby window, listening in from above. He squints and smiles like a horse. I can't wait to tell my onions about this. Scene 76, 
outside in the north. John and Daenerys are walking through the woods. John sees the wall in the distance and seems intensely confused. I don't know what the thing is, but I'll kill any bastard who touches it. I will ride a dragon, even if you don't want me to. I will drink screams like wine. John and Daenerys smile warmly at each other and take turns kissing a sword. They stop in place when they see Dormant sliding towards them on a horse course. You should never kneel for a fucking lord. All they want is to talk about words. Dormant laughs and pulls them all together into an embrace. They almost don't kiss. But then do! <laughs> Dormant <laughs> makes a remembering face and becomes tense. We have demons in our castle. They want to fight us and kill our army. I am the knife of dragons. Let me go make them stop it. John holds his sword up to show it's his turn to talk. The graveyard lords are too powerful. We need to be afraid to melt them once and for all. Do you understand me when I say that we are fools together? We will never not fight alive if we win or fight. <laughs> A flock of dead guys jumps out of the shadows and make murdering motions with their arms. John smiles meekly and nods in every direction with courage. Looks like the fighting just got a little more here. <laughs> See. So I think this this about uh, makes a, a whole pod for us, right, guys? Yeah, I think it wraps it up. Uh, oh yeah, this is Word, about that's enough for, uh, not for anybody's stomach. That. Even somebody who can eat like a whole bunch of, I don't know, what's like some like Jewy food? Honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats, thank you. Uh, Yeah, books. (laughs) Like uh, uh, record keeping. All good choices. um, Something. I don't know. Okay, anyway, listener, thanks for dealing with all of our racism, anti Semitism, bad jokes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're happy to be back, listener. Yeah. Yeah, all the great things that you tune into this Zoom podcast and expect for us to deliver, and we are delivering. So, until next time. That's what I call pancakes. Bye-bye. That is what Ethan calls pancakes. Surprise, I am the Night King. I have come with a... (laughs) 